Hello, scary dolls. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. I'm Caro. And you're listening to Scary Not Scary Podcast. Podcast. Ooh. That wasn't planned. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was per damn good. Usual. The usual. You know us. Unpredictable. Oh, unpredictable. Unpredictable. I want to suck your blood. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Lord. We're embarrassing. We were reminiscing about our first episode. Cringe. Don't My even gosh. think about going back there. I'm going to unpublish them. <laughs> Please. And then we can just redo those episodes. Yeah. I was just about to say, what if we redid them? Like, yes. I'm totally yeah. down. Totally like, down. Totally redo Do y'all still them. have y'all's notes? Fuck no. But no. I can recite it <laughs> word to, by listen word. To the ep- yeah. I try to like write down. <laughs> I'll listen to the episode and put my tablet so it on this on the what is it? Listen mode and it'll take the notes for me. <laughs> What's up, hoes? We should we should do that. Yeah, yeah. we should make there that like good bonus episodes for the Patreon. Yeah. Oh we should totally do that. Good yeah. idea. Have it only put it on Patreon. Yeah. Oh my god. So that means you gotta become a Patreon to listen. Hint, hint, hint. Just like um, ow, <laughs> poker. We all got new nails today, so uh, we've been poking each other. Shout yay. out to Christie's gems on Facebook. Yay. We love her. Go girl! I got Halloween nails. We yes. all did. Gotta got clown nails. Wait, do y'all like this sound? Spout. <laughs> I got what is this? Like lavender, lilac. Bats. Nails with bats? bats and spider webs. And what do they call that? Spoopy? Spoopy? Spoopy. When it, it's spoopy, right? When it's cute but spooky? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Spoopy. I got spoopy. Yeah. And I just got straight up clowns. I got like graveyard looking thing, right? Yeah, so they look graveyard. cute. Yeah, you have coffin shape. Coffin we can post our nails if y'all want. Yeah. And we can put you know, the just link. girl things. Girl <laughs> things. We can put the link to the shop. She She's doing a live show every Friday, Friday. this month. Mm-hmm. She's got some cute stuff, y'all. Just saying. Cute, cute, cute. 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 So how are y'all? How are y'all guys? Yeah. What have y'all been up to? <laughs> We're a little hyper because <laughs> just it's <finished>. like <laughs> late. It's like nine at night. Well, it's late and then we ate late and then mm-hmm. we just finished getting off the Instagram live. Yes, so we're we like, had a big surprise. <laughs> All of the, um, I think, just adrenaline. Like the nerves and the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> Follow Nicole Rec- Creations. <laughs> My bad. I mean, uh, yeah, don't go oops. watch that live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't watch it. I don't know if I have stories for y'all. Personal stories. <gasps> I have one. You have a scary story. I have a scary yelling story. Sorry. Stop screaming at me. <laughs> I got so excited. Well, it wasn't exciting at the moment, but I got excited because I finally have one to say Ooh, to you guys. Fun. It I'm, was creepy. I'm all ears and okay. toes. So, um, well, don't judge me. I was on the toilet um, <laughs> and I was at my mom's house, right? And just b- background disclaimer, um, my grandparents, they, you know, passed away in the house, right? Both of them. So um, my mom and my stepdad would always tell me that they would like hear things or like hear like my grandma's like she always wore like the chunkless. So she made that like oh, sound yeah, yeah, like yeah. on the floor. They say they always like hear that. Right. And I'm like, oh, like, OK, well, I was at my mom's and it's just my mom um, at the house of my grandpa. And so I'm in the bathroom and then um I don't know, my grandpa, like, he went out and did something. So I kind of, like, closed the door, but I didn't close it all the way. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, the door started, like, jiggling. Like, I'm sitting there, and, like, the lights kind of, like, flickered. And my mom said that, like, they would do that to her. But whenever she would, like, say something that my grandma would, like, it was like if my grandma was like talking back to her because she would like be saying something or like not making fun of my grandma, but they would always poke fun at each other. And mm-hmm. so like every single time my mom would say something like, oh, grandma would be like, you know, blah, 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 that the lights would flicker, but only when she did it in the bathroom. And oh. so I was sitting there and I was talking to Benny or doing something because Benny was like outside the door. And then like the lights kind of like started like flickering. Mm-hmm. And then like the door, like it wasn't Benny because he usually just pushes it. Like it started like just doing that like jiggling Mm -hmm. like not opening and closing but literally just jiggling like in its spot and i was all oh my god so i like wiped really quick got up washed my hands and left oh my god but yeah well at least you washed your hands i did wash my hands though good for you yeah good job good job but it was scary no yeah i bet you were scared it was scary but i was like grandma stop it i was like oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah it was weird freaked me out a little bit (laughs) 
something did happen here when? the other day. Was I here? Yes. Here? Girl, so much stuff happens to me. I don't even keep tabs We heard no them. <gasps> yes. What was well, it we were we eating. Heard? We were eating breakfast or something. What were we doing? It sounded like somebody like snapped. Snap, like someone was snapping their fingers at us. Like, hurry up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I forgot. What were we, we were, doing? We were eating. We were eating because we were on the table. I had one of the kids and you had the other one. And then we heard like... But like right, like literally right in like in the front room right there where I have like my books and stuff, oh, okay. like right there. And I, and I like stood there and I was like, what was that? God was like, I don't know, but I'm going to keep eating. I'm just going <laughs> to ignore it. I'm going to keep eating. Yeah, I was that hungry. I didn't give a fuck. Oh, wow. But it was weird. And then we're like, well, maybe whatever it is, we'll do it again. But nothing. No. We didn't hear anything anymore. Mm, and I was but, like, whoever you are, you need to leave. I don't want you here. Let me eat in peace. <laughs> we just want food. I just want to eat food. I'm just hungry. They were probably like, can you hurry up and eat? I'll keep bitching. Like, Excuse yeah. me. Just talking Excuse shit, me. right? <laughs> okay. So we're going to hop on in. Hop on in. Hop on in and swim. And swim. swim. And swim. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. swimming Hop on swimming. in. So since, you know, it's spooky season, we're going to keep it spooky. spooky. As always. Spooky. Spooky. Kooky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the drill. And our topic this week is haunted, haunted houses. Dun-dun-dun. Haunted houses. Yay. And there's a lot of haunted houses. A lot. There are. A lot. A lot. We a could lot. probably do a part two episode. Of probably. Haunted houses, along probably with all the other part, part two, two part stuff. three, part four. <laughs> yeah, we, we have episode a lot of one, two, three, four. So we're trying to get through all the topics that we've never done before, and then we'll just like start doing repeats. Not repeats, but like other parts. Yeah. We try not to keep them close together. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like somebody um the other day asked me when we're gonna do another um like a three possession three M gaming challenges. Um, oh. But those are fun. And then um another person asked me about um creepy pasta. They want us to do more creepy pasta. Oh, we could totally I do love more creepy pasta. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, yeah, I like that episode, huh? I know you did. <laughs> the crispy. You like the, the crispy. You like the crispy pastas. Crispy pasta. <laughs> Let me look at my agenda. <laughs> Speaking of crispy pastas, what? I saw that trend on TikTok where people literally like boil their noodles and then put it. This is so not spooky, but anyway, because we said crispy pasta, they'll like season it and then put it <gasps> like in their chips. air fryer, and it comes out like chips. Yes, I tried and that. Just, like, crisping oh, them. Are they good? It was really good. Really? Yes. You didn't bring us some. What? This was like That's like rude. a month ago. Get out. <laughs> Get well, out. She, did, she did buy Chick-fil-A without us today. I'm sorry. So rude. I'm so sorry. Get out. We need now. to like write down like, hey guys, we're eating together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Kato got to my house and then I was like, well, have you aged? Like, no, I was like, I haven't either. And Ashley's on her way. Okay, let's figure out what we're going to eat. And then, and then she's all texting. I got Chick-fil-A and I'm like, damn, Ashley. I said, I told her, you whore. <laughs> You're eating outside. (laughs) Did you did you eat it on the way because I called you a whore? No, I was just really hungry. (laughs) She said, "Fuck that! I'm gonna eat it right now." She's like, "Girl, I sure am a whore." As you're eating your sandwich, she's all the biggest whore. Oh my god! For Chick Fil A, I love whores. Anyway, I love you too. I said horrors. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. She's not my bed. <laughs> okay, homegirls. I'm kicking it off this week. Mm. Kicking this shit off. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, y'all. Have y'all heard of... I'm going to be talking today of McKamey Manor. Yes, I haven't. You haven't? Ish. All right. So this haunted house is one of the, or if not like the most haunted house um, here in the U.S., but not for reasons that you might think. So it's not scary like um, good props or paranormal. It's scary in a whole other level. Um, so to start off, there are a lot of requirements before you can even get in. Um, and one of the big requirements is you have to sign a 40-page waiver. Oh my God. Yeah. So you also have to create a safe word and pass a 
physical and a psychological exam because they fuck with you. Also, you're required to watch a two hour long video before you can even <gasps> be considered to even experience this whole thing going on. I feel like I'm getting evaluated for a kidney transplant. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this haunted house is so extreme that no one has ever successfully been able to complete it. Um, so let's say you really want to do this. Um, the only thing that it would cost is a bag of dog food. So apparently the owner has like five, six dogs or whatever. And um, he just requires a bag of dog food. Like any dog for, food? Yeah. No. You can even go to a fucking family dollar. I don't no. care. <laughs> anyway, if you complete this, which no one has ever been able to, you'll win $20,000. Um, You must be 21 years old. But if your parents consent, you can be 18. No younger than that. Um, you have to complete a sports physical. You have to have a physical doctor's letter telling you that you are physically and mentally cleared Damn. to enter this um, haunted house. Um, you have to pass a background check. You have to be screened via Facebook, FaceTime, or phone call. So basically, the owner will call you and have a Zoom meeting or like a FaceTime call with you. And he's going to ask you a bunch of questions about your whole life. Um, what? Yeah, about your life, about your fears, about your everything. He's going to ask you everything. Um, and then you have to have proof of medical insurance uh, for sure. Um, and then again, you have to do that 40 page waiver or whatever. And last thing I think you need is you need to pass a drug test that's done the day of the show. So all what those requirements hell? before you can even get in. I'm not getting in. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, bitch, I'm crazy. I'm no. not getting in for sure. Um, the two hour video, though, that you're required to watch is basically a collection of every contestant who's ever attempted McKamey Manor between 2017 and 2019. So this vi this video is like a montage of people um, that couldn't finish the tour. And then they just record them saying, you really don't want to do this. And that's two hours of people telling you, <laughs> you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. <laughs> Um, so the warnings, whenever you do try, um, it says warnings, intense audio, lightning, lighting, not lightning, lighting, extreme low visibility, uh, strobe lights, fog effects, damp and wet conditions, physically demanding environments, close contact with creatures that mm. can touch you. What? Very real and graphic scenes of horror. Um, rules, no smoking, no drinking, no eating, you know basic rules um they reserve the right to refuse admission to anyone so currently there's a list of like twenty five thousand people trying to complete this haunted house tour whatever you want to call it so the owner will use like everything he learns about you to try to like fuck with you and that's how it's like a haunted house because he'll mess with your shit like me i'm claustrophobic so he'll probably lock me in a coffin Oh, and not let me out. It's I get that, it. Yeah. Um, uh, one contestant actually did have a heart attack during uh, one of the tours. And um, during an interview, they asked the owner about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, somebody had a heart attack the other day. It was fucking cool. <gasps> like all badass about it. I'm like, well, fucking It's so fucked up, right? Because they can't do anything about it because you're literally signing a waiver that they're not liable for yeah. anything. A 40-page waiver. You have to you have to read it thoroughly because also for legal reasons, I do have to say that these stories are just alleged that I've read. You know, like... Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, this is just what people say. I've never been to McKamey Manor. I don't plan on going. <laughs> so... Um, this is just stuff people are saying online. You can look up YouTube videos of all, yes. all these and it's horrible. I know. So basically the actors or the workers, they're called actors because it's basically like a movie that you're making, are able to manhandle you. They can torment you. They can touch you. They can uh, make you go like a simulated drowning scene. They can have you bound and gagged. Um, they can induce vomiting, so they can literally stick their fingers down your throat and oh. make you throw up. Mm -hmm. And they can do that because you signed a fucking waiver. Um, they can put roaches on your face. Oh, hell no. In oh. your mouth. I'm done. Nope. Yeah. They can cut your hair. I've seen girls that come mm -hmm. out shaved bald 
because they can't they are half shaved yeah yep what the fuck? They can put you in a box filled with snakes, scorpions, spiders. Um, also, they're like recording. So they have videos of people begging like, let me go, let me go. But they can't let you go until you say like the safe word. And if you don't fucking remember it, you're fucked. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they also, there has been like a lot of aggressive behavior. Like people say that they get shoved. They get dragged by their hair. Uh, they get slapped really hard. They get like soaked with water and they are like forced to make animal noises like bark like a dog bitch and like they'll no. make them yes like they fucking what? humiliate you that's like, not a haunted house that's fucking torture that's a, exactly so people were saying it was like a torture house instead of a haunted house um they can spin you around until you're dizzy and throw up everywhere they can put you in a freezer i saw a video where this guy was like in a freezer and he was literally oh. like turning blue and they're like, you ready to leave? You fucking whatever. And he was uh, like crying. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. What the fuck? <laughs> this is weird. They And then they also can force you to like sing songs. Um, they had submerged this girl in the water like a bunch of times. And she said she literally felt like she was going to die. Like she was like, shit, I'm going to die. I'm going to drown. And all they did was laugh at her like, oh, you're going to drown. You're going to drown. You're so dumb. Like ugly i can't even watch those videos because i cry i'm like why would you sign up for that because like they're stupid because people want twenty thousand dollars that's true. Oh, true and they want views on youtube yes true <laughs> definitely <laughs> um let's see what else i mean if you guys want to see more there's literally like a lot of videos on youtube but that is mckamey manor it's basically a torture house and yeah they'll fucking <laughs> fuck your shit up but if you get through it you'll win twenty thousand dollars i saw i've seen a video where they like put rotten eggs in like people's mouths or like make oh. them eat rotten food yeah there's people like covered sick. in like animal blood or like fake blood and dragged through dirt and people like being like slapped hard and mm -hmm. and like just tortured tortured there's this guy who didn't even make it to the entrance like, not even a minute in, and he's like, I'm out. See y'all later. Like, bye. Yeah, because it was so Where bad. is it located? Like, what oh, city? Even, what state? I didn't even look at that. Because I was so busy looking up, like, all the stories of people. Like, I um, just want to know, like, the city approved that? Or, like... It's in... Mm -hmm. Summertown, Tennessee. Tennessee. Wait, hold on. You, you, why you approved this? What is McKamey Manor? Like... Yep, Summertown, Tennessee. Oh, and it says and Huntsville, Alabama, Alabama. There's two. Maybe it's the same guy. He's like, you know what? You Tennessee know, like, did really good. Let me see. Let me pop up another shop over here. Yep. So that is McKamey Manor. So Dude. if you pass all the requirements and are able to get in, then you'll get tortured. Here are some pictures. I don't know if you want to see, but they had this lady in a freaking uh, ice. What is it? A cooler yeah. with fake blood. I, I like he's dressed like a clown ash. Oh, hell no. If if you tell them you're scared of clowns, they're for sure going to bring out a clown. Yeah, fuck your shit up. And all the clowns, the scariest. I'm going to tell them I'm scared of butterflies, teddy bears, I'm ladybugs. I'm scared of a million dollars. I'm scared of a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> no, I'll tell them I'm scared oh, of pugs. And you know that they can... Probably they're they can pull out your teeth with no anesthesia. Like they can do that because you signed that forty page waiver. They could pull out your nails. They could. That's they, a torture house. That is a torture. That's not even a haunted house. That's like they need to change their wording. Yeah, like like not haunted house, torture house. Oh my gosh! Isn't there there is a haunted house in is it Austin where it's an actual like haunted house where they're able to like touch you and grab you and stuff? I think Isn't so. There one over there? Yeah. You have to sign a waiver, but it's not like a 40 page waiver like that. No, it's yeah. It's just that like the, the actors are able to like grab you and drag you or chase after you or whatever. I oh, mean no. fortunately no one has died, but people have been close. Even that guy that had the heart attack. And then um there's a community of people that um, I think they're like on Facebook or like even on YouTube that are like um, they talk about it, but they're like not OK. Like they're they fuck with you so much psychologically that they imagine stuff that they like would you don't do. come back the same. You don't come back the same. 
No. Oh my gosh. And this is legal because you signed that waiver. That waiver. You it's did the whole like, two hour um, video. It's almost like you're signing your life away to like psychos, literally. Yeah. Like yeah. All these, these people are a psycho. Like you literally have to be a psycho to like torture someone. Torture somebody mm-hmm. like that. Like a person. Uh-huh. Anything, anything that you torture, you know. But. And it's called McKamey Manor, you guys, if you want to research it or I'm not saying to go, but if you go, let us know. <laughs> um, as always, let, as us always know. let us know. You can email the guy, but he like you. It's a process and you have to wait. There's like 25,000 people ahead of you. So, you know, it'll be like years. it just blows my mind how many people want to go through that. Like, bitch, no, I'd rather be I at bet home you, warm, nice and in my bed. I bet you like they hear about it or look it up and they're like, ah, this is nothing. I could probably like do that. And or, then when nah, they get there, it's not that bad. Yeah. Then they're like, but oh, shit. Think JD. about it. No one has ever been able to finish. And people usually leave within the first hour. But it's, is it all night? Or is it, it could last like, up to 10 hours. Oh, shit. But people don't make it that long. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Because it's so bad. So imagine how, like, the worse it gets later on. No. Nope. Fucking feed you to a crocodile. I think there was also one where they, like, threw someone in, like, a, not an ocean, but, like, a water thing. And then they have to, like, find their way out. I don't know. They basically leave you to die. <laughs> That's insane, dude. Ugh. And that was my haunted house. <sighs> McKamey Manor. No, thank you. Look at our boo-boos. <laughs> but don't go, please. But if you do go, I mean. Baby, please don't let us go. If you go, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the house I'm going to be talking about is the, I don't know how to pronounce it. Maybe you guys can tell me. It is the Villisca, Villisca Axe Murder House. Ooh. It is in um, Villisca, Iowa. It's here in the U.S. Um, so back on the evening of June 9th, 1912, it was like in between like the evening and like early morning. So, you know, kind of like four or five o'clock in the morning or three, 12, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so six members of the Moore family and two house guests were found bludgeoned and murdered inside the Moore residence. Um, all eight victims, there was six children, um, had severe head wounds from an axe. That's why it's called the axe murder house. Um, so one of them was actually, one of the children uh, was actually like tried twice, like the axe like two times like in the head he got axed in the head twice yes there oh you go he gosh. got axed in the head twice yeah um okay so they they did have a trial um who because they had like an investigation like a very long long investigation that they had several suspects of like like the Moore family was kind of like a not very, very wealthy, but they were very well-known, like, family. So they, mm-hmm. like, were thinking, okay, well, who wanted to murder, like, this family, you know? Like, was it mm-hmm. someone that wanted their money? Was it somebody, like, that envied them or, like, what? So they had a few suspects. Um, and the first trial that they did have with these suspects, it actually ended in a hung jury. So it, like, didn't really do anything. And then the second one was actually ended in an acquittal. So nothing came of either of the trials at all. So basically, these crimes remain unsolved even to this day. Um, Okay. So the Moore family, it consisted of parents Josiah and Sarah. They had four children, um, Herman, Mary, Arthur, Paul, and Paul. And um, they did have two house guests with them, um, but I don't think it says like who they who the guests were. So um, on June 9th in 1912, Mary um, invited her two of her. Oh, it was two friends, two friends. Uh, the daughter, Mary, invited two of her friends to spend the night at the Moore house. And that evening, the visiting girls and the Moore family attended like some sort of um, church that night. Um, so they were kind of out until like nine, ten o'clock, like in the evening, and they got home. And then um, on at seven a.m. the next day, uh, one of the neighbors became concerned because she noticed that the family hadn't come out like to do like the morning chores or anything like that. So she thought that was kind of like weird. Um, so the neighbor went to go knock on the door, and nobody answered. So she tried to open the door, 
And she discovered that it was locked. And apparently, like, this wasn't normal, like, for the, the door to be locked. Um, and so the the, chi- the apparently they had chickens or something out, like, in their yard. Um, and Josiah's brother apparently was the one who was always supposed to bring in the chickens. So she thought that was weird because she's like, wait, the chickens are out. The door is locked. They're not out doing the chores. Like, something's going on. So she, like, continued to try and knock on, like, the front door, the back door, some of the windows. She shouted, like, for them. And nobody, like, at all was going on. So the neighbor actually did have a, a copy, like, of the key. So she went into the house and she opened the guest bedroom door and that's when she found the two guests, so the little girl's friends, two guests, they were dead um, uh, in the in their beds. Um, so they were dead. And then so she immediately went to go call for the police. And so they arrived shortly after that. So they went and they searched the entire house um, and that's when they found um, the rest of the Moore family. And then they found out that the murder weapon was an axe. It actually belonged to Josiah, who was the um, the dad. Uh, so they don't know if it was like somebody else or if maybe like the dad might have done it because it did belong to the dad. Like mm-hmm. it was his. Um, but he was found. The dad was found in the um, guest bedroom where the two friends were sleeping that night. So the two sisters and the dad were found in the guest bedroom dead. So um, the doctors concluded that the murders had taken place between midnight and 5 a.m. And it was suggested that the killer or killers, because at first they thought it was just one person, but then they thought, how could it be one person when all, like how could one person get six people, you know? Cause it's like one of them had to probably like get away and go yeah, get yeah, help. Yeah. Like how could that possibly, so that's when they how started thinking. How could it be thinking, like six against one? Exactly. Yeah. So that's where they're thinking it like might've been like two. So the killers used the blade of the ax, but it was very blunt at the end. Um, so when they, apparently when the ax killed Josiah, which is the dad, it was, um, I guess not blunt at the time, but then as they, this is so like horrible, but as they went on killing like the rest of them, like the ax became more blunt and blunt. So they got, yeah, it got harder and harder like to kill. Like, yeah, it's kind of, it's gross. Okay. Um, so Herman, Mary, Catherine, and Arthur and Paul, they were all killed in the exact same way as their parents. So literally everybody was killed in the exact same way, all in the head, like acts like to that. Okay. So then after that, um, they discovered that the murderers or murderer returned to the master bedroom to inflict, um, more blows to the elder Moore kids. Um, they knocked over a shoe that was filled with blood and then the killers moved downstairs to the guest bedroom. And that's where they killed the little, the other two little girls of, um, Mary's friends. So it is believed that all of the victims, except for the two little girls, had been asleep when they were murdered. So everyone else was asleep and the two little girls were awake when the murderer went in and killed them. So I guess they like heard the commotion and stuff from like upstairs Mm -hmm. and then they woke up. So they were the only ones that were awake. Everybody else was killed in their sleep. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, One of the one of the girls actually did try to fight back because they did find some defense wounds on her arm. Um, and this is kind of like where it gets a little even more, uh, um, one of the little girls, um, her nightgown was like pushed up and she wasn't wearing any undergarments. So they think that she might've been like, you know, sexually. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't know if it was, if it happened before she was killed or during or after. That's what they don't. Yeah. So either like they, yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. It's very, it's very bad. So I already know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they're, they don't know if it was one killer or two killers, but it's still unsolved to this day. And um, apparently in 1994, Darwin and Martha Lynn um, of Iowa purchased the former home of the murder victims, the Moore family, and the house was returned to its original condition um, the same way it was on June 10th in 1912. So they pretty much like renovated it, but made it look like it 
like the original house. Um, it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places and was opened for people to go and tour. Um, there has been many books and films um, made about this house and about like the murders. Um, psychics claim they have identified the the murderer. And so a lot of history buffs um, continue to collect documents. Um, so they go to like, you know, the open records and the libraries and there. So a lot of people are still to this day trying to figure it out for them so that they could get some like justice. Um, in all honesty, though, uh, no one ever really knows exactly like what happened. Um, the murder or the murderers uh, were never caught and given that many years have passed, the dark secret technically will kind of like go to their graves with them because uh-huh. nobody knows about this at all. But the house is open um, for tours. You can go look at it. Um, I've seen some pictures and stuff online, but that's kind of like what it looks like. Uh, it's I mean, it's a cute little like it's a cute little house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these were the parents. The more parents. I couldn't find a picture like of the of the kids or anything mm-hmm. on here. Poor babies. Um, yeah. I wonder who like who did they say who they killed last? Because um, the two said, little girls. They so just then don't they know. They got it the worst because the because the blade were, was yeah the blade was already dull. It was oh dull. They were awake and then they tried to fight back. And like, because everyone else was asleep, so they got it. Like, and it was, and it sucks because they were just like sleeping over, like at their friend's house. Yes, pretty much. And it's like, oh, that's know. it. My kids are never gonna stay anywhere. Yeah, but um, there's a few things that they were trying to like when they were going through the investigation. So a kerosene lamp was found at the foot of Josiah and Sarah's bed, which is the parents. Um, the chimney was off and the wick had been turned had been turned back. And um, the, or the or the little chimney thing that goes inside like the the kerosene lamp was found under the dresser. So they were thinking like maybe someone tried like or the killer or the killers tried to like maybe start a fire to like maybe cover up cover it killings. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were thinking that like maybe the two girls like downstairs made like noise or something. So that's why like they turned like to go down to them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the ceilings in the parents bedroom and the children's room showed gouge marks apparently made by the upswing of the axe. Mm. So they were like really it trying. Hard. Yeah, oh, it was gosh. really hard Poor to babies. try and like do that, um, which was really weird that they thought was that all of the doors were locked so that's what they're trying to figure out because all of the doors were locked. So it's like they couldn't really figure out, like, did they break in? Did someone have, like, a key? Did they come, like, from somewhere? Because all of the doors were locked. Like, even when the neighbor tried to go the next morning, all the doors, windows and everything were locked. So that's why they don't know, like, who like who did it? Why did they do it? Like, mm-hmm. how did they get into the house, like, to kill, you know, everybody? It was, It's just very weird. And then um, all of the victims' faces were covered with um, bedcloths after they were killed. So they covered their faces after they, like, killed them or he or she, whoever. I don't know whoever did this. Um, All of the curtains on all of the windows except for two, um, which these windows didn't have curtains, they were all drawn And the windows were covered with clothing that belonged to all of the Moors. So each window had like a clothing of like the children, the parents, which which is weird. Mm -hmm. Like they they don't know like why all of this like happened or why all of this was taking place. Um, So the coroner reported, which is weird, that a slab of bacon on the floor in the downstairs bedroom that was laying near the axe, um, the axe near... The axe weighed nearly two pounds um, and it was wrapped in a dish towel. There was a second slab of bacon about the same size that was found in the icebox. Bacon. So there's a lot of random weird stuff like inside this house and like in the murder scene. Like there's like the clothes all over the window. All the doors were locked. All the curtains were drawn. There were slabs of bacon near the. Do you think it's like a. Like a tactic, like a, how do you, like, I don't know, like to kind of keep people on their, 
or maybe feet like yeah. what what's next like what the heck you know what i mean yeah. to confuse yeah. people so and then there was also one more um that there was a i don't know how to call it, like a link a linguist or a linguist um someone that like you know they document things like within the crime scene like they try to like figure out like okay this is probably like what happened what happened you know like or oh she was like you know doing this when she mm-hmm. like th- those type of people yeah yeah um so apparently one of sarah's shoes which is the mom was found on josiah's side of the bed which is the dad the shoe was found on its side um but it did have a lot of blood inside as well as under it so the link linguist's assumption was that the shoe had been upright when Josiah was first struck and that the blood ran off of the bed into the shoe and he believed that the killer later returned to the bed to inflict additional blows and then knocked over knocked the shoe over which is why there was blood underneath the shoe so they're saying that like he or the killer went and like killed them left I guess went to go do something else or do something came back and killed them again so like added additional like what i guess yeah it's wrong it's with them or her yeah so back with this is a very like interesting thing so back in 1912 fingerprinting and dna testing um was well fingerprinting was actually very new at this time and dna testing was like not even like on the radar like they didn't even know about dna testing at all um, although some local, this is where druggists, mm-hmm. I guess like not druggists, but druggists, um, had forethought that to attempt to enter the crime scene with his camera, um, but he was thrown out. So this guy like wanted to go in and take pictures and see if he could like investigate himself to see if he could get anything out of it. But they didn't let him in there and he was thrown out of there. But there are are some people who say like nowadays, since we have like, you know, all this like technology and stuff to possibly try and see if they could get some of like the, you know, like the evidence and see if they can DNA test it or do something now. Mm -hmm. But because it's so long ago, long ago, like, yeah, we're probably dead. Yeah. But like, um, because they were saying that they have done that from cases, but not that far back. Like, you know, maybe like 15, 20 years ago, they can like, yeah. you know, take out like evidence and like retest it. And they have gotten some like DNAs from some things. But this one's so far back. I don't know if they could do that. Yeah. But yeah. But apparently the house is haunted. Like some people on the tours, like I've said, they've heard things, seen things. Um, some things are like moved out of place. Like when they put it down, some of like the workers there say that they hear or feel like presence like in there. Mm -hmm. But to this day, the case is still unsolved and it's still like a really haunted house in Iowa. Oh, damn. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. That's sad. I wonder. Oh, I, I hope not, but you know how, um, last episode I talked about that house that reenacted, the murder mm-hmm. scene over and over again. I really hope it doesn't, but I wonder if like their spirits like reenact that night. Maybe. Or oh, cause that's horrible. I can't even imagine. Yeah. If I was killed in a house, I wouldn't want to relive that. Like, yeah. Oh shit. I'm going to die again tonight at 10. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But Scary. that is the, um, Villisca ax murder house. It's in Iowa. I've been to Iowa. You have? Yeah. Wow. For work. I forgot where what part of Iowa, but I just know there was a lot of wooded area and our hotel was in the middle of nowhere. And it was the worst trip I've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> so my house, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyways, because I'm pretty sure you've never heard of it. I actually have. You have? Yes. You watched the documentary? I did not, but I know about it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about Demon House. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what Demon House is, Zach Baggins um, actually made a documentary about it. It's on Prime for free. For free. Um, And <laughs> it's on Spectrum. It's pretty much everywhere. You can find it in, uh, in look it up. <laughs> so 
For those of you who don't know what Demon House is, um, this case is known as 200 Demon House or Demon House. It's an alleged hunting of and demonic possession which occurred in Gary, Indiana in the United States in the year 2011. And it was all over the news. It was everywhere. Social media. It had so much publicity. What do you say? Publicity. Publicity. Around it, it's it was just, it's crazy. So, in November 2011, LaToya Ammons, her mother, uh, Rosa Campbell, and three children, then their ages were uh, 7, 9, and 12, moved into a house located at 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana. Days after the family moved in, they claimed to have black flies a swarm to the porch in December, and they the flies kept returning even after, like, the family thought that they killed them. Um, so, uh, Rosa Campbell initially heard uh, footsteps in the basement and doors, um, and the doors, like, creaking, like, slowly creeping, creaking opened. Um, later, she alleged to have witnessed the shadow figure of a man pacing in the living room. Um, and she said that she also found a, a boot print um, in the living room as well. Um, she also claimed that she was choked by an unknown, unknown force. Um, her 12 year old daughter was claimed to have, um, levitated above her bed unconscious during a sleepover with a friend. Um, they were said to have prayed until the girl returned to the bed. The daughter had no memory of the incident whatsoever. The oldest son um, was allegedly thrown across the room by an unknown force. The younger son allegedly had his eyes rolled into the back of his head and was growly saying, it's time to die and saying, uh-uh. I will kill you in like a demonic voice. Yeah. It's time to die. Can oh you my God. Guys, like. And Sabrina makes like little demon noises like yeah, that, and I, I feel like if she were to tell me something like that, I'd be like, "Shut up, go over there, girl." Like, you Chill. know, <laughs> calm down. Ashley You're not gonna just me. kick her. Boom. I know, but like, throw the kid out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Throw it out. So the family actually reached out to a physician. His name was Geoffrey Aniku. Um, I don't know how to say that last name, but. I'm assuming that's how you say it. That's how I'm going to say it. Um, on April 19, 2012, um, they reached out to him. When he visited the house during the supposed hunting, he noted that their behavior was delusional. Someone from his office contacted police. After the police arrived, the children were taken to the hospital. The older boy was described as acting very, like, pretty much crazy um while the younger boys screamed and thrashed the whole time and pretty much in 2012 the department of child services um was alerted to the family the dcs believed that the children were performing for their mother so basically like they're thinking that these kids were acting like they were possessed to get the attention of of the of the adults and the stories, uh, this story ended up getting published, like, to the outlets. It got media, like, reporters out there. Um, it was all over the news, like I said before. Um, and also, there was a DCS personnel that had allegedly witnessed the youngest boy walking up backwards on the wall. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? Like a so, fucking like, lizard? Yeah, so she witnessed him being possessed and like walking up backwards on the wall. Ew. Oh, fuck no. Can you picture that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can. Hell no. Uh, also, um, the family asked Father Michael Mag... I can't say his last name either. Michael Maginot to perform an exorcism. He interviewed the family on April 22nd, 2012 and concluded they were being tormented by demons. He eventually performed three exorcisms, um, two in English and one in Latin. One exorcism was performed on LaToya. The Admins family moved to Indianapolis in 2012, after which events they said um, they've never experienced anything ever again since they moved out of the house. So basically, they're saying it was the house that... Mm. The house was possessed. The house was. It's it's crazy. Like just like the more you read into it, it's just crazy. Like every person that's like been inside this house, something happened to them, which I'm gonna get into right now. Right now. So after the family moves out, (laughs) the house goes up for sale. 
2014. And of course, long behold, it was purchased for $35,000 by Zach Baggins himself. Oh, of course. Daddy. I mean, huh? By Zach Daddy himself. Uh-huh. Zach Baggins. Zaddy Baggins. So, Zach, um, if y'all haven't seen uh, the uh, documentary, when you press play, there is a warning that comes up and it says, and I will read, and I quote. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so it says the following documentary may not be suitable for all for all audiences. This film shows real people, places, and events involving alleged demonic possession. Uh, demonologists believe that demons can attach themselves to you through other people, objects, and electronic devices. Nope. You hold. And it one. says in big red letters: warning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit, bl- it's a little bit blurry though. <laughs> Ashley just threw her phone, you guys. Sorry, she Tim. did electronic devices. She said yoink. She said you nope. ain't coming for me today, mm-hmm. demons. Look, I am protected. My house is protected. This podcast is protected. My family is protected. I'm so. a demon slayer. Nothing's getting in here today. <laughs> I'm, I'm a demon slayer. <laughs> okay, so back to Zach, Daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we all know. Zach is a famous paranormal investigator who has a TV series called Ghost Adventures. He's dealt with so much. Mm-hmm. He even has his own haunted museum. He's a collector. He collects all haunted items. And he says, and I quote, that this case really fucked me up. <gasps> fucked him up. If he said that, he said that... Mm. He Don't couldn't. Do it. He says that he he fell ill. He couldn't leave his room for eight days. He lost people close to him. Crew members were fired or they quit on the spot. It took him three years to finish the the documentary. Three years. Three years, and he says this film is cursed. Oh yes. So yeah. Anyways, so basically, um, when this got out on the news. Um, it was publicized and everybody in Gary knew about this house, right? Everybody knew the address and the family brought a lot of publicity to Gary, Indiana. Um, and so there is um, some disturbance in the house and uh, the police officers go and there was one police officer that actually took a photo and it was a photo of like somebody standing in front of the house. And um, this police officer actually meets Zach on the documentary um, and he's telling him about the house. And then I think it was like a f- either... It was either a few weeks or a few months later. Um, he ends up uh, falling and he hurts his hip. And then he ends up getting into like another accident where um, he gets shot twice or three times. But he ends up surviving. Um, there is um, a former resident of the house. Um, she said that she grew up in the house and she ends up meeting Zach. She reaches out to Zach to let Zach know like, hey, like I used to live there. I grew up there. My brother actually died. Um, in one of the in one of the back bedrooms, um, I would love to meet up with you and like give you some more information about the house, at least my experiences. So she shows up with her three kids, right? So it's her youngest daughter, it's her oldest daughter, um, her middle son, and then her youngest daughter. They look about like in their 12, 13, and probably like 16, 17 mm-hmm. years old. So they're walking around the house and like she's just talking about when she was younger, like where things used to be. She's talking about how she never did. She never liked to go into like the basement and they're just like talking. And then the oldest daughter's like, oh, are there are there demons still here? And he's like, well, that's what I'm investigating. I want to see if this is a hoax or I want to see if it's even real, all this stuff. So three weeks later, he gets a phone call from um from the lady and he she pretty much says that her daughter tried to commit suicide she tried to commit suicide by stabbing herself and that same day prior to her trying to commit suicide she got into this huge argument with the mom and she said in the voice she said in a weird voice that she was gonna kill her mom and slit her throat while she was sleeping oh shit so then um zach ends up She's out of the hospital. She's well now. Um, They end up meeting with her. He ends up meeting with her again. And he's talking to her. And he's like, do you remember three weeks ago you were in in this house? And she's kind of like, and you can tell she's kind of like standing there like in a gaze, just staring at him. And she's like, no, like, no, I don't remember. So then they're going 
back to the clips, right? That she's in the house and she's looking around or whatever. Um, and then um, he's like, well, do you remember what you told your mom? She's like, yeah, I remember that. She's like, but a lot of it's a blur. Like the past couple of weeks have been a blur. So then they decide to go back to that pasture. Um, Michael Magnet, Mag, Maginot, um, and he decides to do like an exorcism, but it's not like what you think. He's not like getting holy water and throwing it at her or anything. Like they're just all in the church. She's sitting down at the church. And he's just reading scriptures and he's talking and then you just see her whole body go limp. And he says it's almost like whatever was attached to her just like released her. And after that, she was fine. Like she's been okay. So there's that. A few months later, um, one of Zach's really good friends and her name was Debbie Constantino. Um, She had been on his show many times and I don't know if y'all know this, but she decided to attempt to make contact with the demon that was in the house. She didn't physically go in the house, but um, I know she, he, he, he didn't like specifically say, and I tried to research it, but what it sounds like is like she tried to summon whatever evil spirit or whatever evil thing was in that house. And she made some sort of contact because in this audio that she has of the voice, it's very like disturbed and it says um, something wrong, but like in a, in a very deep, like you can Demonic. barely understand it, but mm-hmm. it, you can kind of make out something's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a few months later after that, Debbie and her roommate were murdered by the hands of her own husband. So it was a double murder suicide. Oh, damn. And like Zach said, he was like, I had to like take breaks. He was like, I took it really hard. Like she was like my family, you know, I lost my family. And he talked about like how like he just he couldn't believe that that happened. So you can kind of see the pattern. Like everybody that's been in this house, something happened. Um, There is uh, when when Zach was going to buy the house, you know, they have to go through what is it called? Um. The surveyor. Oh, yeah, yeah. A surveyor had to go out before he bought the house to survey the house. Well, he ended up getting diagnosed with cancer a few weeks later after surveying the house. Um, there is this doctor. Um, his name is Dr. Ger- uh, Barry Taft. Um, he ended up going into the house because um, there is reports that in the house, um, the blinds were bleeding, like not bleeding, but they had like some kind of oil on it. And so they were trying to figure out where the oil was coming from. And so um, this was like reports from like the previous residents were living there. And supposedly one of the social workers saw the oil on the um, on the blinds. And when she touched the oil with her hands, um, her whole it's like the blood from her hands, like flushed from her hand and her hand was just like pale white. And the police officer showed like the pictures of like her hand turning white. So they were trying to figure out like where that oil was coming from or whatever zach didn't witness it but they were just talking about it so they brought this doctor in pretty much to talk about like the electronic fibers throughout the house and like all this weird science shit that i didn't understand right um so basically um he ends up experiencing something he's like starts acting delusional and he's like confused and like walking around the house And he walks down the hallway and for a split second, it's almost like you see a finger go in front of the camera. Well, in seven seconds, in 27 frames within seven seconds, um, they backtrack it. And it's not a finger like it's not the cameraman's finger. It's a shadow figure that's in the bathroom and it like kind of zooms really quick and it it's almost like it's in the bathroom and it's almost like it's following the doctor like into that hallway oh it's so weird it's so weird so he ends up getting put into the hospital i think a few weeks later his organs are failing and the doctors are don't understand why his organs are failing but he gets real sick and like he's pretty much dying like his kidneys are failing his livers are failing like his bowels aren't working. It's like he's in the hospital. It's like in the documentary. He's like shutting down. Yeah, they're in the documentary. They're they're interviewing him and he's just like, they don't know why my organs are failing. The doctors have no reason. Like they, they're, they're running tests. They're keeping me here. Like they don't understand why this is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, that camera guy that ended up catching that shadow person or whatever it was on camera ends up going like batshit crazy at the hotel and like he becomes very aggressive and he's like talking shit and he's like that thing yelling at him like he's yelling at like whatever demon or whatever it is that's following him around 
and he's like come at me is this all you got like he just starts going crazy and this very specifically he says i feel something touching my right hand and like he's sitting there like real still well zach had to fire him because he was just gone like mentally like he like zach's like yeah i couldn't have him like on my show anymore so like he they tried to get him some help he refused help um, at the end of the documentary, he talks about him. Like, he kind of shows pictures of him, and like, he's like a completely different person. He has six 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 tattooed like on his hand, and like he's all about like devil this, devil that, all that stuff. Like not the same person at all. Um, the priest, what's his name, uh, Michael Magnet, ends up getting into like a biking accident. Um, some truck or somebody almost hits him. He gets into an accident, so you could kind of see like. People that go into this house, like, get fucked up. The social worker that saw the little boy crawling on the wall, um, she moved away from Gary, Indiana. She's, like, in a completely different state, um, but she suffers from PTSD from it. And she was also on the documentary talking about her experience. Oh, my goodness. So basically, like, the priests and everybody were like, this is, like, a gateway to hell. So when the police first went out there they investigated the house and they found in the soil in the basement like if somebody was trying to conjure up like a seance or something they found like a comb they found hair woman's underwear like it was weird um zach even assumed that it was the previous owner's ex-boyfriend that tried to like put something on her and maybe it backfired and opened up like a portal or Um. you know what i mean um it was just weird like it was weird um one of the priests actually said it seemed like because he said that he saw the the setup that whoever it was buried in the in the soil. He said it was almost like it was a form of necromancy, like if somebody was trying to contact something. Um, but that ex-boyfriend didn't want to get on camera and um, talk about it. Zach also even talked about maybe if it was a hoax because he did end up getting a phone call from a famous director that wanted to buy the rights of the story. So because Zach bought the house, technically he had own the rights of it because it's about his house um. so this director on the documentary calls zach and pretty much tells him well you're gonna i'm gonna get my lawyers and pretty much trying to bully him into signing over the rights over to that director and apparently that family got in con or that director got in contact with the original family that was in the house and now the family didn't want to talk to zach so then at that point he's like okay well is this a hoax like is this about money but then then, like he started experiencing stuff his friends and then what happened to his best friend debbie and like everything that happened to the pastor he's kind of like okay well maybe it's it's Not. not a hoax so Zach's crazy, and he decides to lock himself up in the house. Of course Overnight. he is. Really? Mm-hmm. Overnight, starting at 2 a.m. <laughs> so. I can't take any more of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm literally, like, starting to, like, freak yeah. out. So Zach ends up locking himself up in the house um, because, you know, he's crazy. Um, <laughs> and um, basically... He ends up catching a woman's voice in the kitchen and it says, and she says, that's my baby. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So I was like, (laughs) so me, I'm like, oh, it's somebody outside. So then they show at that same time he heard it outside. It's like snowing and there's nobody outside. Right. But it sounded like it was right next to him. So then he goes to the room and then um, you see him standing in the room. And then like he kind of like does this to his eyes, like if something hit him in his eyes and then he sees something, he s- describes that he sees a shadow walk across the room and then you hear the door slowly opening. And then he's like, get away from me, get away from me. And then he just flips out. Well, he's crying, not crying, but he's complaining about his eyes hurting. I'm not saying anything more oh. scary. He's <laughs> complaining about his eyes hurting. Well, he ended up getting double vision. And I, for, I wrote it down, but I guess it didn't save. Oh, no. Yeah, I did. I wrote it down. So he ended up developing an eye condition called uh, diplopia. Diplopia. Basically, it's like double vision in your eyes. Oh. Weird. Both eyes. Um, So he sees everything four times? Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, So they ended up doing like um, 
all these different scans and stuff and they can't figure out why this happened and basically it's like they can't figure out why he got the sudden condition and now he's forced to wear prism glasses and his condition is now permanent so that's why he wears like the thick big glasses i was wondering Mm -hmm. yeah it was because he was in that house and whatever it was that experienced caused him to get his eyes messed up um and so if he does corrective surgery on his eyes he runs the risk of becoming total like getting total blind blind assembled eyes so now he's stuck wearing the prism glasses it's okay the glasses look good that's fine they look good on him they look good okay so zach ended up having the house demolished in january of 2016 um the house was carried off and buried in the landfill um to make sure the house never harmed anyone else ever again i love dun 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 but of course Mm -hmm. zach is zach Mm-hmm. And he Zach is, Zach. is a collector. What do you so save? He decided to save the basement stairs and the dirt. And he has it all in a storage room. He doesn't have it at his museum. Museum. He oh. has it stored up in a storage room. Uh, How do you save the stairs? Like all the stairs, or like or just I think a just block like probably pieces? It, he showed it in a documentary, and it looks like it's. Like the stairs, like he actually saved the stairs. That's to fucking the weird. Whoa. Yeah, that's random. Not That's a, a brush big story. So to yeah. this day, Zach gets phone calls from the local police department that there are people performing seances in the lot um, or rituals where the house used to be, um, and basically. Wait, so he still owns like the he land still owns property. the land. He owns the oh. property. There's no house over it. It's just gone. gone. Okay, it's okay. gone. But people are dumb but and they want to go act. There's up. still people like performing seances and trying to contact whatever it is that was in the house or like on that land. But Zach still legally owns that land. It's his land. Um. Yeah. But like. In it wasn't it in another episode where we talked about like a house being demolished and don't they just kind of like that? I'm getting to that part. Oh, okay. so mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. priest, Reverend Michael Magnet, um, said that he's performed 16, uh, he performed exorcisms on 16 more people since 2014 that was connected to the house, right? So apparently, Magnet and Baggins and Zach Baggins, like left in the middle of the documentary and because he was the one that was telling zach this is a portal of hell like this is a portal for demons like whatever is here like is bad and we need we need to cleanse this house we need to make sure we protect everybody that goes in this house well apparently um they argued a lot during the documentary because zach one refused to protect himself he refused to get blessed or carry anything to protect himself and everybody that he let inside the house he didn't make sure they were protected. Mm. Supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm just reading what I found online. And allegedly, this priest is saying that him and Zach bumped heads because Zach wasn't wasn't making sure he was protected, his crew was protected, and everybody he was interviewing going inside the house were protected. He was just careless. Yes, so that's why this priest w- did this article and did this interview and was just like, you know, it's just a sad Yo. thing. Um, and he said, he was like, I was very disappointed when he knocked down the house. He was like, because he should have at least let me go in and do like a protective prayer or a chant or a ritual over the house, over the land. He was like, because you knock it out, you're letting it go. You're letting it free. Who's to say it went to the next house or the next street or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... He just said he was very upset. He said, there's a danger that you can't control. And if the house was still there and locked up, it could be controlled. True. Dun, dun. So that is the demon house. Watch a documentary at your (sighs) own risk. At your own risk. And that's, red you know, I didn't, it probably sounds like I went over everything, but I didn't. There's a lot more to the documentary. Um, Those are just like little highlights. But yeah, it's like pretty much everybody that's gone into that house came back fucked up. Fucked up. You okay? Yeah. Hi, I'm fine. Zach. 
Are you crying? No. Yes. Y'all yeah, were both quiet when I was talking. <laughs> you were quiet. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was quiet because I was really scared. I kept doing this, like squeezing my hands underneath the table because I was like, oh my God, just like she's well, almost you done. Were, like, she's <laughs> almost done. No, I, she was covering her ears. So I was just staring at her. I was. Yeah, I was I like, like, I, hear you I couldn't look at you because I would have started laughing. <laughs> I know. That's why I was just like staring at her. That's why I was quiet. I'm like, what are you? We're just like silence. But there's so many like haunted houses out there. So many like across the world. (laughs) There are. There literally are. Like it's it's so literally we can do a part two of this. But um, demon house is like super famous, and I'm like, why not? Why not have our podcast talk about it? So yep, there you go. Can we talk about something happy real quick? I just burped into the mic. Bye, bad. (laughs) Are you good? Are you straight? Are you straight, girl? Oh, and just to let everybody know, it's <gasps> 10 o'clock at night, so that's why Ashley's freaking out more. But by the time you pick up Sophia and go home, Nick already be out of work. Yeah, hopefully. True. We'll I go. still gotta drive, like, in the dark. We'll go eat brownies after this. How about that? Okay. Okay. I need a brownie. <laughs> I need sugar. <laughs> okay. Um, we did get a couple of listener stories, but um, like we said before, we're going to hold on to those. Hold on um, to For them. a future episode, maybe a live. I don't know. We'll, we'll decide. We'll a talk about that tonight. episode. Yes. So se- keep, keep, keep on sending us your stories um, at scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com. Follow our website, scarynotscarypodcast.com. And follow us on social media, all social media at Scary Not Scary Podcast. Make sure you um, uh, rate and review us on iTunes mm-hmm. and follow us on Spotify. Download Podbean. Follow us on Podbean. We do our live shows on Podbean. Become a Patreon. Patreon. We have a Patreon. And everybody's going to know by the time this episode came out, if you didn't do our Instagram live, we posted the video. But we now have merch officially. Have Yay! Merch. We will have a, a post on our Instagram and on our Facebook along with the promo code for the yes. month of October. It's perfect for the spooky season and for our two-year anniversary mm-hmm. coming up. We got t-shirts. We got stickers. We got... What do we got? Face masks. Face masks. We got accessory pouches. <laughs> All the things you could Long ever sleeves. need. Hoodies. 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 Because, you know, it's and getting a cooties. little chilly. And it was actually very nice ookie, today. Cookie, cookie, mm-hmm. cookie. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and it. also, don't forget, we have a pumpkin contest going on. Yes. Submit your pictures. Submit your pictures. Submit your creativity. And Deadline also, is the 30th. Yes. Mm-hmm. So submit mm-hmm. your pictures um, either via email or you can tag us on your Instagram. Or if you want to do both, you can. Uh, please send them in. I'm excited to see everybody's creations. Please. It's going to be fun. There's going to be first, second, and third prize winners. Deadline is going to be October 30th. We will announce the winner on Halloween Yay. day. And the winners will be announced on our Instagram and on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. it. I'm so Ooh. excited. You're freaking out about that, right? I saw yeah. you like, looking over there. It's yeah. the wind from the... I know. Everything's okay. everything's freaking me out now. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's no okay. more. Okay. That's it. And <laughs> scene. That is all. <laughs> that is all, guys. Until next time, remember to always stay scary. <laughs>